This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And we are very excited to be back for our second video episode, our 41st audio episode. <laughs> it's a big number. We're it pretty is. proud of that. We're, we're, we're getting pretty close to the one-year mark. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. And we're excited today to have someone that we've been trying to get on the podcast for a while. Our friend Kara is in with us today. And Kara is going to talk to us about uh, small children and divorce. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, small children and divorce. That's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting topic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and, agree to it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't recognize your name, they might recognize your business name, which is? Buttercup Cakes and Cookies, but they probably still won't recognize that because everyone just calls me the cookie lady. The cookie lady. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because she does make the best cookies. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. unfortunately, you did recently go through, I'm going to just say it, a nasty divorce. Yeah, yeah. very nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have a five-year-old child at home. She just turned six oh, last week. Oh, my apologies. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I knew that too, which is bad. But anyway, I we want to know, how did you two get through it and how did you help her? get through it? I learned how to accept help. Mm. And it is something I have never asked for. I have never accepted when offered. And I quickly realized this isn't going to work. I need help. So when literally strangers from the community would knock on my door and say, you have a wood furnace, don't you? Do you have wood yet? Let me throw it in. Holy. Awesome. I saw a piece of your siding glue off in that windstorm. Can I fix that for you? Okay. Yeah. You know, like, don't know who you are, but I really appreciate it. And it went from that to things like, why don't you go have a day? Just go walk out, do something, take a breath. And we'll hang out with my daughter's name's Emmy. We'll take her to like hop, skip, jump or something. Or if, you know, you want to lay down on the floor and sob for a few hours, go for it. We'll take her out of the house so you can do Mm -hmm. that. Because I really tried to keep her away from that. (laughs) <laughs> well, that, that was my, my next question is, uh, how much do you let her see, right? She is very emotionally intelligent. So, mm-hmm. And we're all about talking about her feelings and being in touch with her feelings. And as soon as everything started to go amok, she was at a therapist. So that therapist taught her how to speak about her feelings as well. And I'm very much about don't ever hide anything from me when it comes to feelings. I'm not going to be mad about it. You know, it's how you feel. I can't change that. I can help you work through it. And, you know, we'd have things like, I'm sad because I miss daddy, but I don't want to tell you. It's okay. You can miss daddy. I miss daddy too. Our life has changed and I miss that life. But now we have a new life and we have to move on. She's really good at reading me too. So, (laughs) you know, when I'd have those days you know the hold it together hold it together hold it together she'd be like what's going on what's the matter with you I see something and I just say you know I'm just having a bad day you have bad days too and you know we'd sit and we'd talk I mean she didn't see the bad days yeah I made sure she was removed from the house for those um but for the most part she saw it all I mean we were there together we're teammates so we had to work through it together what was your process for telling her that the family dynamic was changing. Okay. I'm a crier. I warned you. Um, (laughs) So, um, (laughs) get the Kleenex. (laughs) My situation is probably a little bit different than most people, whereas the timing wasn't the most fantastic. 
it was very unexpected to begin with. So we didn't see this coming, or at least I didn't see it coming. And it happened the day before Christmas Eve. So when we woke up on Christmas Eve, I told her that he got called to work because I was really like, I, I don't know what to do at this point in time. I, I was flabbergasted. And then by the end of the night, I sat her down and I said, okay, we need to talk about something. He's not at work. I lied to you. And I'm very much about, we're not going to lie. Mm-hmm. You know, I did lie to you because I wasn't sure about what was happening. And he has made the decision not to be part of our family anymore. And, you know, out came the questions of, well, what did I, you didn't do anything. This is his choice. It's, you know, for a five-year-old, she took on a lot of responsibility. So my big goal was to make sure she realized this is an adult thing. Like, don't worry for about you being responsible. It's never you. You are amazing. So, yeah, I... Just given the timing, I couldn't say he went to work earlier, you know, for so many days. She knew. Right. So I had to rip off the bandage very quickly for her. I've been quite honest to her. I mean, I changed words a little bit, you know, (laughs) here and there. Um, Near the end of the divorce, when we found out, you know, this is the way our lives are going to be now. um, And dad has chosen not to be part of her life. I didn't want her to know that. I didn't want her to think it was her to blame. I spent enough money in therapy as it is. So, you know, (laughs) Um, so the way I explained that part to her was, you know, daddy and I aren't getting along. And, you know, mommy goes to her lawyer because her lawyer helps her figure things out. Well, daddy has a lawyer, too, who helps him figure things out. And our lawyers get together. But sometimes the lawyers can't figure things out. So we had to go to, like, a big boss called a judge. And this is what the judge said. And when the judge makes rules, we have to follow them. And the judge has decided that maybe for a while, until things change, um, we're not going to have daddy as part of our life. So as opposed to daddy not having us, we're not going to have him. Mm -hmm. And the judge thinks it's healthier that way because our feelings are being hurt. And we need to figure out our life without him and our life in a healthy way. And healthy doesn't just mean bumps and bruises and being sick it means our heart and our mind and our soul so she took it really well except she's really ticked off at the judge because (laughs) (laughs) the judge didn't meet me mommy yeah so they didn't he didn't ask me how I felt about this situation and why does a stranger get to tell you what to do I'm like well that's part of being an adult when you can't figure it out you have to go for help and we had to go to like the big guns so she questions it once in a while, but she gets it because I try to be as honest as I possibly can. And as for a six-year-old, I mean, really, when they ask you a question, they don't want this. Yeah, exactly. Your kids ask you questions all the time. You're like, oh, my God, how am I going to answer this? Yeah. You know what? They're not asking what you're answering in your head. Yeah. Right? No. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, where are we going to go with this? <laughs> and it's not like that. Like, she just wants her her basic answers and that's what I've been providing her with. I have to say I'm awfully impressed with those answers and wonder mm-hmm. have you thought of becoming a therapist yourself because <laughs> wow I, I don't yep. know what I would do in that situation I don't think I would come up with those really smart answers I'm sure that a lot of the times uh, the truth would fall out and I'd be like oh no what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> um, well I have a counseling degree. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay. That, that there helps. we go. <laughs> Surprise. And I have an 
awesome therapist myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really, I keep thinking by him making the choice of not being part of her life and by him making these choices for us, I don't want her to know that. Right. Because at some point in time, he might realize, wow, I left an awesome kid. Yeah. And I really want to build something. And I don't want her to be poisoned on the other side. And the truth will poison her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe when she's 18, I'll sit her down and say, okay, we need to talk. But right now, not I'm six, not doing no it. Way. Yeah. It's going to hurt her. And my number one job is to keep her safe and to keep her happy. And she doesn't need to know the garbage that went on. So right now, I'm padding it. When she gets older, I'll give her the <laughs> Yeah, the one too much, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the ways that you've, you've helped yourself through this? You know, you, you've kind of alluded to a few of them, but I think people listening might want a little bit more of a, a roadmap if they're going through something similar. Like I said, asking for help. Which real like, I mean, like, posting on Facebook, like, oh, my God, the fence just blew down in the storm and my dog is wandering out on the street. Like, random people would show up. And it was awesome. And that's something I would never have done before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never. I, uh, no, I'm not saying I would go out with a hammer and fix it. That's not it. <laughs> but I also wouldn't be. That was just not me. Or even accepting the help when it was offered. My close friends have very quickly adopt, adopted this mentality of, we are going to do this and you're going to shut your mouth about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've accepted that because they know that that's what I need. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need to allow. Like, we love you. This is how we're helping you deal with it. And it's kind of nice because then, I, you know, I don't have to stick that pride up there and pretend that I don't need yep. help. I don't have to pretend like, oh, my God, I'm doing great and blah, blah, blah. Um, which is also another thing is if you ask me how I am, I'm going to tell you. So don't ask me if you don't want to know. You know, like some days I'm good. Yeah. I'm living the dream. You know, what can I say? And other days I'm like, this really sucks. You know, if you really want to know why, I can tell you why as well. But, you yeah. know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If, you, if you're if you asking me, I'm going to tell you. Um, I've always been a tell it like it is kind of person, but now even more so. It's like, this isn't working for me. We're not doing this anymore. Done. Like, I have no problem taking things out of my life now that just are not needed, whether it's actual things, whether it's people, mm-hmm. which is another thing that was very hard to deal with through this is realizing I don't have a tribe. I don't believe in that word. But I have developed friends that I didn't even know I really had. Or friendships have become so important to me that, you know, they were just highs. And now they're like, oh, my God, they're amazing friends. Yeah. And on the flip, you lose relationships. And that's really hard. Because some people you thought was in your corner, those people aren't there. Right. And that has been really hard. So... You know, you're really going through the stages of grief, right? You're you're grieving your relationship, you're grieving your marriage, you're grieving your friendships, you're grieving the life you thought you were going to have. You know, there's just so many aspects. So, um, I've done a lot of therapy too. Yeah. <laughs> 
my therapist keeps saying, you need to do something for you. I'm like, don't you realize I am? Like, <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah, if I have yeah, to choose between massage and you, it's you. you do. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, just, I guess, putting myself out there, just saying I'm human has really made a difference in how I get through this, which is a big step for me because I'm stubborn and I'm, oh no, I've got this. And I'm, you know, and I keep thinking, well, I've been single before, you know, I was over 30 when I got married. So, you know, like I've been an adult before, but yeah, but I haven't been a single mom. Mm -hmm. I haven't been a business owner, full-time single mom. And now I have a full-time job and I'm running a full-time business and I'm a single mom. You know, like there are a lot of hats and I can't wear them all. So I didn't do this before. You know, I did the young, single, travel around the world. I have no, you know, worries about anything kind of adulting, which really wasn't adulting. <laughs> but we um, thought it was. <laughs> but we oh, thought it was. was. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so grown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Yeah, being grown up really sucks. But I didn't realize it until... Until know, this. Mm, yeah. Until I was in my 40s yeah. as a grown-up because I didn't consider myself a grown-up before. <laughs> I, I think it's that switch, though, of, you know, being responsible for someone else. Yes. yes. Right? If, if it was still just you, it would be a different oh. kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I've it's, said a million times, like, dude, I've been dumped before. I've been cheated on before. I've been lied to before. Whatever. This is my kid. Yeah. And that <laughs> makes the difference, right? Like, the old me, I would have been on an airplane. I would have been gone somewhere. I would have just, like, brushed it off and... You know, done something ridiculous and irresponsible. <laughs> but someone's watching me. Yes. And when people ask me, like, oh, my God, how are you doing this? You got out of bed. Like, how are you dealing? I have no choice. She's watching me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, She's got to go to school every day. She's, yeah. yeah. She's watching me, and she is taking on my cues. So mommy's upset. I should be upset. Mommy feels about this. I feel about this. And, I mean, there are so many dimensions to all of it and it's like our friends like I said some people I realized weren't as great as friends as I thought they were and vice versa Mm -hmm. and I've really tried to make it a it's not team Kara or team him Mm -hmm. it's team Emmy yes yeah and you know you have to be there for her I don't care if you're hanging out with me and petting me on the back or hanging out with him and petting him on the back what I want is to know that you are standing up for my kid. So if you're with one of us and you see something wrong going on, you're going to stand up for my kid. And I've realized not everybody was willing to do that. So those people were immediately eliminated from my life. And that's been hard to deal with for her because she'll ask for them. Mama. And I'll say, you know, what? I'm just I'm sorry, but they approve of the way your father has treated you. Mm-hmm. So right now, we can't have them in our life, which is real. It's hard for a six-year-old to understand, but I can't have them in my life. Mm -hmm. I can't deal with that on top of everything else, and I don't want her to deal with that. So my friends make fun of me, say, who's on the chopping block now? And I'm like, look. (laughs) You know, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I just can't do it all. So I eliminate you like Mary Kondo in your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. It brings me no joy. I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you don't bring me joy. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And it started from the get go. Like, I mean, it was, it was so hard in so many ways, but when this all began, we had two dogs, we had a cat and we had this like 
one-eyed, toothless rabbit from the SPCA <laughs> that we were fostering. <laughs> so we were fostering that to help. And um, I'm like, holy crap. Like, look at my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat her down. I'm like, okay, dude, we, we got to talk. Like, we've got all these animals going on. Like, I got to get up and function, get you ready for school and blah, blah, blah. And I'm feeding the cat this. I'm doing this to the rabbit giving him medicine. And... <laughs> So we, I gave her cat away, and um, it was very heartbreaking for her. But I was like, something's got to give. Yeah. And the cat doesn't get a lot of attention. It was not because... the one-eyed rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my best friend lives in Toronto, and her dog had just passed away. And she came down to visit when everything went amok. And I said, do you think maybe you could take him and... You know, just hang on to him for us. And, you know, we made him <laughs> foster him. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, he healed her heart. He's never been so happy because he's never gotten so much attention. And we still get to see him. Right. We yeah. get to FaceTime him. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, like, you know, I really started weeding things out. And the one-eyed bunny was en route to the SPCA. <laughs> uh, and he passed away. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. It just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we keep talking about dead <laughs> pets right. on the show. It's like pet cemetery up in here. <laughs> but that's sad. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh about the loss of your no. one-eyed rabbit. But <laughs> it wasn't my rabbit. But yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. Yes. But either way, rest in peace. <laughs> Dear one-eyed, Dear toothless rabbit. rabbit. Did it have oh a name? Goodness. Dean. 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 Yeah. Cool. Of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. What better name for a rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> Dean. And off the rails, the show goes. That's per usual. That's per usual. Uh, okay, so I want to know, have you seen a change in Emmy? And, like, is it something that you're concerned about, or do you think that, that everything's going good there? Uh, <laughs> I analyze everything my child does. Yes. Like, everything. Yeah. Most parents do, though. Yeah. Don't um, feel alone. But everyone with a counseling degree probably does it to right? a different That's a standard very good point. than some of us yeah. do. Um, I'm also a teacher. I was a teacher for 18 years, so... Um, like everything that comes home, I'm like, oh, why are you writing about this? Are you concerned about this? Why did you use this color in your picture? And, you know, like everything. And she's just like, you know, like the only crayon on the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, you know, I'm always asking your teacher, you know, parent-teacher interviews. It's I'm like, I don't care about the report card. Socially, emotionally, <laughs> what do we got going on here? Is my kid being a jerk? Is she, you know? And he's always like, okay, she's fine. Okay, but I need to... You know, I need to know what mm. everyone is seeing. Yes. Um, she's she's always been very mature, and she's an only <clears throat> child, which makes her, you know, have to be a little bit mm. mature. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like she's the adult, and that makes me sad. It really does, because she shouldn't have to deal with this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And mm. as much as I've tried to hide it from her, I have to let her know what's going on, because she's too clever to... To know that I'm lying, right? Yeah. So, and I think we've had enough lies going on that I have to be someone she can trust. So, there's been a lot of changes going on in that she grew up quickly. She becomes a lot more tactile when um, men are around. Mm. Makes me very uncomfortable. But at first, I thought it was like my dad, like Grampy, or mm-hmm. or my brother. And then I realized, like, no, like any friend who had their husband with them, it was, you know, she needed that dad contact. Yeah. Which, you know, 
I would say, are you cool with that? You know, she's mauling at you. Yeah, yeah it's fine, you know. And then it became, uh, okay, so I'm watching this. I need you to watch this. You know, okay, family, alert, alert. Like, at what point in time do we stop trying to please men? Because you're six and it's your grampy and you're hanging out. Awesome. But yeah. when you're 13, you know, like, things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm constantly aware of everything. Um, she... The first about nine months, there were anxiety attacks. And it was waking up in the middle of the night, screaming at the top of her lungs, her hyperventilating, her... Oh, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And she's such a laid-back kid that it was just so different. It was... I just didn't know how to deal. And I was so tired all the time because I'd get her to bed, and then we'd sit up for three hours because I couldn't get her calmed back down. We went through a whole year of her sleeping in the same bed as me, and I just couldn't get her out. She had to have someone with her, and if I was in another room, it was constantly, Mommy, Mommy, right. Mommy. She was always scared of me not coming back, and the last time she saw her dad, he said, I'll see you soon, and he walked yeah. out, and that was that. So she, I know that she thinks... You know, somebody happen. else, because that's the one person she trusted most, right? Yeah. So she's got some big-time trust issues. She's got some anxiety going on. She has some frustration, I see, that comes out, but it only comes out at me, which I'm... It sucks, but I'm happy that I'm the right. only one receiving mm. that. She's definitely has changed. She's lost some innocence, which right. makes me angry and sad, but, you know... So have I. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think with a mom like you, she uh, she's going to do big things. So, you know, maybe she goes on to counsel or maybe whatever it may be. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Right now it's um, astronaut veterinarian. Oh, Ooh, of course. Oh, yeah. Good combination. Really? <laughs> well, you know, with the one-eyed rabbit. <laughs> of course. It just makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, I think... Uh, well, that's all for today's episode of Pickle Planet Podcast. Yeah, a little bit of a heavy one. That right was a, a heavy one, but needed to be talked about for sure. I'm hoping that it feels good to get a little bit of that off your chest. I can save for a couple hundred bucks to this week talking to my therapist. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we can do it all again another time. Yeah. I'm sure when people listen to this one and they watch this episode, they're going to have a lot of follow-up comments yeah. and questions about, oh, well, I wonder if this would have worked for me or with, you know, I think there, there's a lot of good for a lot of people that's going to come out of you sharing this with us today. Which I so hope because honestly, the people who helped me get through it are people who went through it, you know, because you can always say, well, if that happened to me, well, if it hasn't happened to you, you don't know. Right. Because I always said, if this happens to me, oh, you best watch out. And here <laughs> I come. Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. And there might be people watching, too, that are in a situation that they want to get out of. Exactly. Need to know how to do it. So I think you've just helped a whole heck of a lot of people. You're so pretty. Yeah, and when in doubt, buy your cookies because they'll help you in many other ways. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> yes, especially the adulting ones. I have them. Oh, yeah. My daughter keeps saying, can I have them? No, those are adult cookies. <laughs> Not because there's anything special in them, because they have adult sayings on them. Yeah. <laughs> that is my, my safety net. Perfect. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it. We hope everyone enjoyed this episode and we'll be back again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Kara. Thank you.